God our Creator, like your son's disciples, we are gathered in one place this day for a prayer. Fill us too with your Holy Spirit. Help us to speak, not in strange tongues, but the words of truth, the words of welcome, the words of healing. Let us proclaim our faith, not in creeds alone, but in deeds, in the witness of our lives. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. When the time for the Pentecost was fulfilled, they were all in one place together. And suddenly there came from the sky a noise like a strong driving wind and it filled the entire house in which they were. Then there appeared to them tongues as if of fire, which parted and came to rest on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven staying in Jerusalem. At this sound, they gathered in a large crowd, but they were confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded and in amazement they asked, are not all these people who are speaking Galileans? Then how does each of us hear them in his native language? We are Parthians, Medes, Elamites, inhabitants of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Figeria and Palmyra, Egypt and the districts of Libya near Cyrene, as well as travelers from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. Yet we hear them speaking in our own tongues of the mighty acts of God. The word of the Lord. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different forms of service, but the same Lord. There are different workings, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. To each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. As a body is one, though it has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many, are one body, so also Christ. For in one Spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free persons. And we were all given to drink of one spirit. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. 
On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. The story is told of a small fishing village, and there was one fisherman that always seemed to brought in a bigger catch of fish, so his buddies were getting suspicious and uh, reported him to the gate warden, game warden that there was something going on there. So uh, he found out from the other fishermen where his uh, fishing spots were and decided to catch him and, uh, you know, doing some kind of crime. So he uh, got his boat into this secluded cove and was waiting for him. Sure enough, the, he showed up, uh, to open his box, took a small dynamite, dynamite stick out of it, lit the fuse, and of course, as it was, the dynamite stick was ready to explode, he threw it in the water. And of course, that stunned fish, some, uh, some were killed. Then he collected his catch and was ready to get, go home. But the game warden came out from the cove and uh, told him, you know, I'm going to write you up. You're going to have to appear in court for this. You're not going to get away with it. So the fisherman opened his box again, lit another fuse, gave it to him, put it in his hand and told him, are you going to talk or are you going to fish? So <laughs> we can't just talk, of course, about the Holy Spirit, faith, and you know, other spiritual religious things. Uh, it ultimately comes down to fishing. We know that the first followers Jesus called were fishermen. So today as we celebrate the solemnity on Pentecost, we are invited to focus on three things that we can take from this celebration. And those three things, of course, we find in the gospel. That Jesus comes and tells his friends, peace be with you. He offers them peace. Then he tells them, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. He offers them a mission. And then to accomplish that, to bring peace, to bring that mission that is his and ours, of course, now, he tells them, receive the Holy Spirit, forgive each other's sins. This is how that mission will be accomplished. So uh, three things, peace, mission, and the Holy Spirit. A great, great reminder, we can't just talk about these things. We must live them. We must digest what this celebration is about spiritually. And then what Jesus offers us, we are, to call, we are called to share with those around us, to offer it to those around us. Peace, mission, and the Holy Spirit. We heard it uh, in the first reading that the apostles and other followers of Jesus were gathered together and the Holy Spirit came and rested as, as, as if tongues of fire on them, warming, warming them, comforting them, setting their hearts on fire, so to say, for him, for his mission. And the world was never the same. They, uh, we heard that incredible things happened right there, that they spoke in tongues. We have to understand what it really means. They spoke and communicated understanding. They were from different parts of the world, yet they, they were each heard speaking in their own tongue, understanding 
communicating understanding, love, compassion. The Holy Spirit right there already accomplished incredible things for those who came there. So again, we see that's what we need to do, communicate understanding, communicate love. That's the best language each one of us is called to speak. Now, how do we do that? So I'd like to uh, share with you a story, and I'm going to read it to you because if I tried to tell you the story, I would mess it up. So it's a modern-day parable, if you will. If, if you will, it's called The City of Everywhere. It is about a man who looks his resp responsibility clearly in the face, recognizes it, and then refuses to accept it. The City of Everywhere, the author says, is the tale of a man who might have been I, for I dreamed one time of journeying to the town. To continuing, he says, I arrived early one cold morning. cold morning. There was a snow on the ground. As I stepped from the train, I noticed that the baggage man was dressed warmly in a heavy coat, scarf, and gloves, but he wore no shoes. Boarding the streetcar, street I saw that my fellow passengers also were barefoot. When I arrived at my hotel, I found that the bellhop and all the guests were without shoes on their feet. I found a hotel manager who also had bare feet and asked, why don't you wear any shoes in this city? Ah, he replied, that's it. Why don't we? Then I asked, don't you believe in shoes? I should say we do, the man answered. Our belief in shoes is the first article of our creed. They are indispensable to well-being of humanity. They prevent suffering from cuts, sores, and wounds of all kinds. Shoes are wonderful. I grew more insistent. Well, why don't you wear them? Ah, he replied, that's it. Why don't we? Later, I sat next to a friendly but shoeless man in the coffee shop. He offered to show me about the town. The first thing of interest was a huge brick building. You see that? My guide said, that is one of our finest and biggest shoe ma manufacturing companies. Now totally bewildered, I answered, what? You mean to say that you make shoes in that place? Not exactly, he said. We talk about making shoes there. Every week we listen to a man who speaks thrillingly and convincingly on the subject of shoes. Only yesterday, people broke down and wept as he expounded on the necessity of wearing shoes. But why don't you wear them? Again, I asked. That's it, he said. Why don't we? As we turned a corner, I looked into a shop window and saw a cobbler actually making a pair of shoes. I burst into the shop and asked the cobbler why there were no customers in his place. Nobody, nobody wants shoes, he said. They just talk about them. Hurry, I said, give me all the shoes you have. I quickly paid for them and hurried to my barefoot friend outside. Try these on, I said. One pair is bound to fit you. He thanked me politely, saying, but don't you understand? It, is just, it just isn't being done, and I can't change all that. This town is made up of good, respectable people, and they just don't wear shoes. Once more, I asked, but why don't they? And once more came the answer, ah, that's it, why don't we? So it, it's a cool story, as I said, the parable. Parables, as we know, are meant to carry a, a special message. 
we know that Jesus spoke in parables on many occasions. So this parable, of course, reminds us that talking is not enough. We, are, we gather in this brick building listening to the Word of God that inspires us. But then what happens after that? We heard in the second reading that each individual is blessed. Nobody is left out with some manifestation of the, of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What is that manifestation? We can ask each one of us in our lives. What are those gifts that we put forward, that we share with those around us? The source of those gifts is the same. They are meant to be used for the same purpose, to bring God's love, compassion, peace, mission into the world. That's why the Holy Spirit was given to us. Let us remember that that same Holy Spirit is present right now in our midst. There was a pastor who uh, wanted to excite his uh, congregation and see that excitement. So one Sunday morning, as they were coming to church, each person was given a helium-filled balloon on a string. And then the service started. So he asked, if at any point during the service you, felt, you feel moved by the Holy Spirit, you feel enthusiasm, let go of the helium-filled balloon. So during the service, when one of the hymns was sung, one balloon went up, then another couple towards the end. Then during the, his sermon, a couple balloons went, went up, and then again towards the end. But at the end of the service, most of the balloons were still being held by the people. Today is Pentecost, the birthday of the church, the birthday of the mission that Jesus gave his followers. So what I would like to suggest, let go of our balloons, put on our shoes, and let's go fishing. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.